0: it's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash to get your episodes ad free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? everyone, my name is Nikki Young, and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep, or perhaps to give you nightmares. Do you guys remember the Dateline special with Chris Hansen called To Catch a Predator? I used to love that show, watching these losers get absolutely humiliated before they're arrested, after being caught trying to meet up with an underage girl, These creeps would send the most disgusting messages and unsolicited pictures that not even their own wives would want to see. All to a decoy, an undercover police officer posing as an underage teen who arranges a meetup at a house that is set up to capture the whole thing go down on camera. While the show was helpful in deterring other creeps from meeting up with children online, it also inspired a wave of individuals seeking vigilante justice. People began setting up their own sting operations, posing as a teenager online, and then meeting up with these random men, all to basically humiliate them because they have no legal authority to do anything other than that. While this might seem like an okay way to call out pedophiles, it's actually really dangerous for both the person who's setting it up and the person who's being set up. These meetups are intense. There's a lot on the line when you're accusing someone of hurting children. Things can go south very quickly at these meetings, and it can actually create issues for the police when it comes time to lay charges, if applicable. I'm prefacing tonight's case with these details because we'll be talking about the completely unnecessary murder of Darren Kelly, a 42-year-old father of one from South Essex, England. He would be accosted by a group of vigilante teenagers who believed that he was there to meet up with an underage girl. In fact, Darren had been chatting online with a 15-year-old girl who set up this sting operation after becoming obsessed with the idea of catching a predator. She recruited a group of boys to hide in the bushes before this meeting, waiting to attack Darren when he showed up. The situation went from 0 to 10 very quickly, with the group chasing Darren down an alleyway, hitting him, kicking him, beating him, and ultimately one of the young men taking out a hunting knife and murdering him. In the end, a man's life was taken from him, with no evidence to suggest that he was even actually trying to meet up with a teenager, and there was very little recourse for those who were involved. The senseless murder of Darren Kelly is the perfect example of how vigilante justice can go wrong and why it's hardly ever a good idea to take the law into your own hands. So let's jump in. Darren Kelly, a 42-year-old man who lived in a small town called Boise Gardens in Essex, which is in England, worked as a lorry driver. And because I am but a simple Canadian, I had to Google what a lorry driver was. And apparently, it's just another way of saying that he was a truck driver. He had been married, and he had a daughter named Zoe, though when she was 15 years old, they would separate. Even though he lived away from his daughter, the pair remained very close. When he wasn't working, Darren would spend his time with his girlfriend, Michelle Morley, and her two children. Things were becoming serious between the couple, and after eight months of dating, they had even decided to move in together. At the time of Darren's death, he had many of his belongings already moved over to her home, so they were in the process. Michelle would say, quote, He was really loving and just so helpful. He had an amazing sense of humor. He could make anyone laugh. He had that sort of humor that could light up a room. We had a perfect relationship. And we were very happy. Unfortunately, it doesn't appear that their relationship was perfect, though no relationship is. But Darren was using a secret messaging app to text message with other women. He used an app called Whisper. Now this is what it says about Whisper on the Apple App Store. It says, quote, Ever wondered what the people around you are really thinking? Whisper is an online community where millions of people around the world share real thoughts, trade advice, and get the inside scoop. And then there's a quote from Mashable that says, The experience of spending time on Whisper is unlike any other major social network. It's more raw, more moving, and yes, often more addictive. And then it says, Chat directly with other Whisper users. It's a great way to meet new people. Join the 30 million plus people who use Whisper every month. It will change the way you see the world. And honestly, looking at the reviews, this app looks like it could be a lot of fun. It's not specifically a dating app. More so, it's a social media app where you can find like-minded people who live near you to connect with while also remaining anonymous so you can see how this is a great app for those who are looking to chat with other people and not get caught. Maybe Darren was curious. Maybe he wanted to be sure that he was ready to move in with his girlfriend. Or maybe he was just looking for friendship on this app. We don't know because he is no longer with us to tell us. Unfortunately, being on this app, Whisper, would ultimately lead to his downfall, because while using the Whisper app, he would encounter a wolf in sheep's clothing. On this app was a 15-year-old girl who cannot be named because she was a minor at the time that all of this happened. For whatever reason, this young girl had become obsessed with the idea of chatting with older men online in an attempt to get them to meet up with her. She was on a personal mission to find men that she believed to be predators, and then she would set them up during a meeting. On at least two other occasions, this young lady would browse for older men on social media and then engage them in conversation. She would make attempts to try to get them to do incriminating things, like to send her inappropriate photos, to make comments, and then eventually to meet up for sexual activity. She had been warned by the local authorities to stop doing this because it was dangerous. But she continued. And when they asked her why she was apparently so dedicated to catching predators online, she said the following, quote, "...because they're perverts, and I don't think perverts should be around, and I don't see anybody else doing anything about it." One has to wonder if maybe there was a very serious reason behind her doing this. If maybe she had been targeted or abused herself, maybe it was more than a situation where she thought it was just an exciting idea. Maybe she had really been impacted by this kind of situation, and she believed that she was doing something good. But her actions would lead to a very violent and unnecessary murder. Darren would begin chatting with this teenage girl on the app, Whisper, and I want to be clear here that there is no indication that he knew that she was only 15 years old. Unfortunately, this girl deleted all of the messages between herself and Darren, so we don't know exactly what was said between them. From what the police were able to recover, it looks like Darren believed that she was a grown woman who he was beginning a friendship with. There was also never any evidence found that suggested that he was interested in young girls at all. It appears that Darren likely thought he was meeting up with this young girl's mother. But again, we can't confirm because this girl got rid of a lot of the evidence. So the plan was for Darren and this young lady to meet outside of a school. Now, this probably should have been a huge red flag for Darren because I can't understand any situation or circumstance where I would meet a random man from the internet in front of my child's school. And allegedly, he thought that he was meeting up with her mother. So I don't know. Or if he did in fact know that she was a teenager, I doubt that he would risk it by meeting her in a very obvious place like a school. Unfortunately... This meeting spot did not raise any suspicion for Darren, and he agreed to meet her there on the evening of October 20th, 2015. However, when Darren showed up to the meeting point expecting to find an adult woman, he found a 15-year-old girl. Two teenage boys who cannot be named because they are underage and a 20-year-old man named Chris Carroll hid in the bushes close by. They had already been briefed by this young lady, told that she needed their help confronting a predator, a predator who had been trying to meet up with children like herself. I love to travel. From the bustling city of Tokyo to the beaches of Thailand, there's nothing I enjoy more than getting the chance to see the world and experience different cultures firsthand. But the language barrier, it can be an issue. Sure, you can use an app on your phone, but things often get lost in translation. I truly believe that learning at least some of the language of the land that you're visiting is the first step to ensuring a smooth and meaningful experience. That's why I'm excited about Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Japanese, Spanish, German, Korean, Italian, and more. Learning a new language can be tough especially with all of the different nuances. But Rosetta Stone is designed to help you speak like a local, so you'll feel confident in what you're saying. I don't know how many times I've been traveling to a new country and struggled to get my point across just because I wasn't properly pronouncing something that I thought I knew, which is why I love Rosetta Stone's built-in true accent feature, which helps you master your accent. They also have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership includes all 25 languages, so once you're finished learning one language, you can start on another. Whether you're an avid traveler like me or just want to impress your friends with a new skill, it's a steal of a deal at 50% off. That's right. 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The plan was supposedly to confront Darren and then to call the police and let them handle it. That's if you believe their story, because one of them had a hunting knife concealed in their pocket. As the teen girl began to scream at Darren that he was a predator and a pedophile, the other three young men jumped out of the bushes and moved towards him. A witness named Chantelle Davis lived close by and she heard screaming coming from outside of her home at around 9 p.m. that night. She was on the phone with her mother at the time, but she ran to the window when she heard the noises and she said that she saw five people chasing one man. She described the man who was being chased as having long blonde hair that was pulled back into a ponytail. It was 42-year-old Darren Kelly, They chased him into an alleyway where he could not escape. This witness described seeing a man wearing gray jogging pants hit the victim in the face so hard that he crumbled to the ground. Then the group began punching and kicking him while he was still down. Apparently, fights like this are quite common in this neighborhood, so initially this looked to be just another public fight, and the witness wasn't sure if they should get involved or not. However, then she heard the man in the gray jogging pants say, quote, leave it to me, I'll deal with him, and then make a stabbing motion towards the victim with his arm. The witness clarified that although they could not see a knife, they saw the stabbing motion happen two or three times, and then the group walked away. They threw out the knife and a few items of clothing in different garbage cans along the way, Then they headed back to one of their homes to order pizza. When the coast was clear and this group of vigilante teens was gone, Darren got up and he stumbled to a nearby home. He rang the doorbell and he was crying out for help. He was saying that he had been stabbed. This all happened in a heavily residential neighborhood, so there were people everywhere. One of the homeowners tried to help Darren by applying pressure to his wound, and she tried to keep him calm while they waited for the ambulance. However, it was apparent that Darren was gravely injured as he went in and out of consciousness. This was an absolutely vicious attack. Darren was bleeding all over the place. He was leaving a trail of blood through the streets behind him. He couldn't speak to say what had happened to him or who was responsible. Sadly, Darren would die from his injuries in the hospital just a few hours after the attack. He had been beaten and stabbed six times, twice in the lungs. With all of the witnesses around, it wouldn't take the police very long to identify and find the individuals responsible for this attack. They arrested the 15-year-old girl who Darren had been chatting with through the app, along with a 16-year-old boy, a 17-year-old boy, and a 20-year-old man named Chris Carroll, who would later be identified as that man in the gray jogging pants, the one who made that stabbing motion. Another unidentified 13-year-old girl was also arrested at the scene initially, however, no charges would be laid against her, and it wasn't really revealed how she was involved. Three of the four were underaged, so again, they could not be named. I'll leave you with your thoughts around that. However, one of the individuals involved was a man, 20-year-old Chris Carroll, who was charged with murder. He was identified by that eyewitness as being the man wearing the grey jogging pants, the one who appeared to be doing the stabbing. He would deny this allegation, saying that while he admits to giving him a couple of whacks, he was nowhere near the victim when he was stabbed. He denied even knowing that there was a knife involved until after the incident, When that 15 year old girl handed it to him and told him to toss it. During his trial, it was revealed that after Darren was attacked, the group walked back towards Chris's house and he tossed the hoodie that he was wearing into a random garbage can on the way. Later that night, he tossed the knife that he had used into Opal Lake. It was also revealed that this was clearly a planned and targeted attack. Forensics revealed that the knife had been used to slash Darren's tires prior to the meetup so that he couldn't get away during the attack. The entire group claimed that they simply wanted to confront Darren, confront him for talking to this teenage girl online, and then they wanted to call the police to have him arrested. However, in my opinion, slashing this man's tires kind of proves otherwise. There's really no need to slash his tires if you're going to be calling the police to have them handle all of this. They also brought this hunting knife to the meeting. There's not really a need to defend yourself if you're going to be doing things properly and involving the authorities. Sounds like bullshit to me, and in the case of Chris Carroll, the jury agreed. After a six-week-long trial, he was found guilty in the murder of Darren Kelly, and he was given a life sentence— which comes with a minimum of 21 years behind bars, which is absolutely fair for what he did. He did not know this man from any other person walking down the street, yet he took his life on this story that this 15-year-old girl was telling him. And if we want to talk about being inappropriate in this story, why the hell was this man hanging out with a 15-year-old girl himself? I don't know whether this is funny Sad or a bit of both, but during his trial, text messages would be revealed that were between him and this teenage girl, and they showed that he was most definitely romantically interested in her. One of these text messages read, I know you're not ready for a relationship, but I'm going to wait for you. I'm not going to quit until you're mine. Meaning he was ready to jump on this guy for allegedly being a predator. Meanwhile, he was a grown adult man pursuing a romantic relationship with this 15-year-old. Make it make sense. Now, what about the other two young men, the ones who hid in the bushes with him and joined in on the attack? Or what about the 15-year-old girl who orchestrated the entire meeting and then recruited these guys to help her? They would show up in court in their bright red jumpsuits, showing hardly any remorse for what they had done. The 15-year-old girl gave the peace sign, and she smiled at her mother in the courtroom. They all admitted to participating in the attack, but they would claim that they had no idea that anyone brought a weapon to the meeting, and they didn't realize that anyone had even been stabbed until they read about it later on social media. The 15-year-old unnamed girl would say, if I wanted to cause harm, I would have beaten them up myself. She just sounds like an upstanding, lovely young lady. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the three underage teens who stood accused of Darren's murder could not legally be named. And in a shocking turn of events, all three of them were discharged from court and would not face any legal consequences. They were cleared of all manslaughter and murder charges— with the courts finding that Chris Carroll was the only person who was criminally responsible for Darren's death. Even though all three of the youth admitted to participating in chasing Darren down and physically attacking him, none of them were charged with anything because they were not the one to stab him. And they were actually able to walk free and remain anonymous to this day. Darren's only daughter, Zoe, would be horrified at the verdict, which is a final decision and cannot be tried again in court unless there is some significant new evidence that would be brought forward. She would say, quote, It's an absolute disgrace. It makes me incredibly angry to think that they're out there freely, walking around just streets away from my house. It is an immense sense of injustice only having one behind bars. The girl who organized it has got away scot-free, which leaves me with a very bitter taste in the mouth. The two boys who knocked ten bells out of him got nothing. And I completely agree with everything that she said. It's absurd to me that you would have these three teenagers in court fully admitting to meeting up with this stranger and then physically attacking him in a situation where the victim ends up dead. And no charges are brought forward for these young people. The 15-year-old girl in particular was free to go do this again to someone else if she wanted to. Shortly after the shocking verdicts came in, there was a petition started to have the Ministry of Justice take a closer look at this case. Sadly, it doesn't look like anything ever really came out of it, and the three teens were basically allowed to move on with their life without any consequence. Because their names have not been revealed in the media, I have no idea if any of them went on to change and lead happy, healthy, productive lives, but I sure as hell hope so. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at SerialNapper. Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore or I post things on TikTok, Serial Napper Nick and that's all one word. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe and if you're not watching on YouTube, hey, check it out. I post all of my podcasts in video format over there. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas?